Welcome back, everyone, to the Digital Killed, the Radio Star podcast. As always, this is David here along with my friend Chris, and uh, we've got a fun topic for you guys this week. Um, I think everybody's going to enjoy it. Chris, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? Ah, I can't complain. I can't complain. been a long day, but I'm going to record this podcast, and I'm going to move to the couch and uh, do what every American should be doing, watching football. Yeah, there's some good ones going right now. And then we have... uh, the NFL uh, tomorrow, so I have the uh, NFL Sunday ticket for the first time, so I plan on watching a lot of uh, NFL. Yeah, Saints Monday. Can't wait. Yeah, and the weather down here has just been uh, uncharacteristic, uncharacteristically great. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, this is it, normally we'd be at you know with heat index about 105, and we had you know 80 degrees, and with heat index about 80 degrees. Yeah. So it's awesome. Can't com- we can't complain. Well, um, Chris, we should let everybody know that we're on Twitter at Digital Killed, uh, on Instagram at Digital Killed the Radio Star. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. And uh, if you do, rating, get leave us a, a, a rating and a review. Hopefully, it'll be a five star rating. We've gotten a couple more uh, this past week. So um, I noticed we're starting to be um, linked to a few other podcasts on uh, iTunes. So uh, keep those ratings and reviews coming in. That's uh, that really help us and uh, like us on Facebook. And we also are on a uh, service now called Ear Peeler. And um, I emailed the guy, and uh, they agreed to put our podcast on there. So uh, you can find us now on this website called Ear Peeler, which is basically like a search engine for podcasts, and you can search um, by uh, like categories. So I think we're under the rock music. Uh, category. So anyway, we're on Ear Peeler, and uh, our numbers have been looking good. We have people from all over the world listening to us. So uh, if you're listening to us for the first time, thank you. Hope you come back and listen again. And if you're a repeat listener, we can't thank you enough. And uh, uh, we we have a, a big show planned for you next week. Uh, I think everybody's going to like it. Uh, we're going to, fingers crossed, we're going to have a guest on. So we're not going to spoil it and give that away, but... Uh, Chris, uh, the podcast is, is doing well, and we're growing, and uh, things are coming together. It's good to hear. And, uh, and look, I just kind of do I kind of do my part, just talk music, you know, once a week. But you put a, a lot of hard work into this, so I'm glad it's paying off. Well, I got the I got the best color analyst uh, in the podcast game, in my opinion. <laughs> so uh, I, I I can't appreciate uh, that. I can't complain. So this week our mu- our topic's going to be. Uh, I guess it's it's music, but uh, it's related to the movie. So uh, Chris and I are going to do our best Siskel and Ebert impression and uh, talk about our favorite movie soundtracks this week. Chris, I don't know about you. When I was trying to uh, uh, narrow my list down, I kind of weighed equally how much I like the movie versus how much, uh, um, not necessarily versus, but also uh, how the music contributed to the movie. And in some instances, just because... Uh, the music was great, and the movie might not have been that uh, been that good. What was? How'd you go about your uh, your decision making? You know, fortunately, I didn't really have to do that. I say fortunately, maybe unfortunately. I uh, I've never been a you know, oddly enough. I, this this was a topic that I that I suggested to David, but I've never been a huge soundtrack person. I've bought very few of them, so that made it a little bit you know probably a little bit easier for me to come to, to pick a few albums. And so, you know, I don't know that I really had to go with what I like, what I dislike, you know, um, 
so and, and honestly a couple of these I don't even own but you know I know what's on those movies I know how good they are one of them well there's probably two of them that are just iconic and you know just probably sold so many copies they have so many great songs on it so yeah I didn't really have that a lot of people buy soundtracks like crazy or well nobody buys that many records these days but back then you know 20 years ago people did you know they bought a lot more than I did. You know, I just kind of, I kind of wanted a full album by a band. Yeah, I agree. That you know, the problem now is though, um, I was having trouble on some of the uh, uh, some of these soundtracks aren't necessarily on Spotify. I was making us you know another Spotify playlist, so a lot of them are out of print. I noticed and, a lot of them were. You know, I, I, David has Spotify. I have Apple Music, and I think there's a lot of parallels between the two. And same thing was on Apple Music. I, I noticed that a lot of them were not on there. Yeah. So uh, and I, and weird thing is too. I don't know if you noticed this, but some of them that were on there, they may have half the cuts available and, and half were not. And yeah. I, I can't. I can't. I, I can't understand what made that happen. It. I mean, it's got to be some type of publishing, you know, issue. Um, maybe. Did you run into the same thing? Yeah, I ran it. I ran into the same thing. Luckily, I was able to work around that. In in most instances, for um, the Spotify playlist, I, I think I was able to get. Uh, actually. I think I was able to get all of yours, and there were a couple of mine. I had to uh, kind of find the songs on um, that were you know available, maybe on like a greatest hits or something like that to put on there. All oh, right, yeah. So you were able to find them off of actual artists. Yeah, off I, of their, th- I think okay. there was. I think there was one of yours. I can't remember which one. I have to look at the list that I couldn't find it, no matter what I did. But uh, anyway, yeah, that's another thing we're doing is we're creating a uh, episode specific uh, Spotify playlist. So all you have to do is go to Spotify and uh, find us under Digital Killed the Radio Star. Normally, I leave the link in the uh, initial uh, posting on SoundCloud. So uh, if you're on Facebook and you see the initial posting of uh, a new episode, the link is usually in there. We we have we do have several followers of our Spotify playlist. I can't I don't know how many people actually listen and don't follow, but uh, anyway, it's kind of a fun thing to do and it adds to uh, the experience. Because uh, I've gotten messages from people saying, "Hey, you know, we talk. You guys talk about a wide uh, variety of uh, bands and artists, and so uh, a lot of times it's people that I, you know, the, they haven't heard of, and so they want to go sample it on Spotify. So uh, anyway, follow us on that Spotify list. Well, Chris, uh, I guess we will uh, done with the previews, so to speak. Uh, today's episode is movie soundtracks and. Uh, and throw it to you and let you uh, play lead off on this one. Okay, I'm going to start with this is probably one of my favorite films of all time. I mean, it's it's at least top ten, you know, maybe top five. It is probably my one of my favorite, if not my favorite, soundtracks, and it is my favorite album by this particular artist. And I'm going with the movie is Into the Wild. The artist is Eddie Vedder, so soundtrack Into the Wild. You know, if you if you haven't seen this 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 film, I, I would highly recommend checking it out. You know, I know we're not going to just go on and on about the actual movie itself, but this is this is one I think everybody should check out. Um, you know, Sean Penn directed film, Emil Hirsch, which I've always felt is an underrated actor. It's a true story, but the music on this is just kind of your point where you, you, sometimes the music just fits. The, the, Eddie Vedder's music, the soundtrack on this fits just perfectly. I think it's, um, again, I think it's the best thing for me. It's 
my favorite thing that Eddie Vedder's ever put out. There are um, there are instrumentals. There are it's just it's a laid back. It's not a rocking album by Vedder. It's uh, it's a little bit different. If you're just used to Pearl Jam, this is it's not going to be a Pearl Jam record. Which you know that's the way it should be when it's a solo album and not with the band. It should be different, and this is. It's definitely laid back singer songwriter. It's it's somber, kind of sad at times. Again, it just fits the movie, and I and I again probably my favorite soundtrack. It's a phenomenal movie. Um, I, I love it. Whenever I see it, uh, you know, and I'm scrolling through the movie channels and so on, um, I watch it. I, I'll be honest with you, the majority of the soundtrack I'm not familiar with, except for the song. Uh, is it called Hard Sun? Yeah, yeah. That mm-hmm. is that. I mean, that is a really good, uh, it, really good song. If you like that, you. And I'm not just saying that, but if you like that, you probably like the entire record. Yeah, I, I, so I, I would I would recommend listening to it. Yeah, when I'm gonna add it to my playlist um, because uh, you're not the only person I've heard uh, heard say that. And Shannon loves this. Our buddy Shannon, yeah, he loves this too. Yeah, he's the other person that has really talked highly of that um, in the past. Well, Chris, my first one was a movie that's a terrible movie, but a phenomenal soundtrack, and that is the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, The Last Action Hero. And uh, what makes this one interesting is, is every song on there is, I believe, to the best of my knowledge, uh, is an original. And you had Megadeth, ACDC, Alice in Chains, Queensryche, Def Leppard, Anthrax, Cypress Hill, Fishbone, Tesla, and the infamous Buckethead. Uh, and this came out maybe in 91 or so. It was right about the time, um, obviously, where, you know, some of these bands were about to lose their popularity and, and grunge was about to uh, blow up. But I have to credit this album with being what uh, made me like Alice in Change. They, had, they have two songs on here that are really good. And uh, I remember I was driving with my friend and he put them in. And I'm like, who is that? And I'm like, it's Alice in Change. And so from there, I went and got... Uh, dirt when it came out but uh one of my favorite megadeth songs angry again is on there uh one of def leppard's better ballads two steps behind and uh like i said uh you have some uh grunge some metal some hard rock and uh, then you have fishbone and uh and buckethead on there like i said the movie's horrible but the soundtrack uh had some heavy hitters on it for the time you know, I've never I've never seen the movie, and I've never heard the soundtrack. It's uh, it's funny. I'll, every time I, when you hear that, when you, you bring up that movie, I, I, every time a movie's talked about, as far as one person thinking it's just garbage and one person liking it, Howard Stern, you know, like like almost everybody that's ever seen that movie talks about how terrible it is. And Robin Quivers enjoyed the movie, so he, <laughs> he, even to this day, we're in 2017, and he'll still bring up the fact that he likes that movie. Oh, it's bad. But, but uh. But I, again, so I haven't heard the soundtrack. Uh, Angry again, you know. I'm I'm a um, I'm a big Megadeth fan, and you know that. And we still are going to eventually get to some. We're going to get to some of those bands, some of those thrash bands, and uh, they're one of the best ones ever. And that is a great Megadeth song. I, I love that song. So I can't really I can't really say a lot about what else is on there, especially considering you say they're they're all originals. Mm-hmm. Or, or not all originals, but they're all made for that they, they were just recorded for that right for that uh, soundtrack so obviously i'm not going to know those tunes know those bands don't know those tunes so i can't speak a lot on it other than angry again's a great tune yeah uh your boys anthrax are on there song called poison my eyes are you familiar with that song 
I'm not. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, so uh, check out the soundtrack. I wouldn't check out the movie, so hopefully uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's not listening. All right, well, I've got one that, that um, I actually really like this movie, and I think it's one that, that's probably, you know, it may not hold up as well, at least to, to a lot of people, to some people it may not. If it were on right now, I'd probably watch it because I, I, I did really enjoy it. But um, the movie Judgment Night, and this was, um, yeah, that, what this was, Emilio Estevez, um, ah, God, what's 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 Ari Gold's real name? I can't think of him right now. Jeremy um, Piven. Yeah, Jeremy Piven back when he was bald, um, and Dennis Leary. I just like the movie, you know. And again, it maybe it doesn't hold up that well, but for me, it does. But the soundtrack was. I just thought so cool because it was really kind of before. I mean, yeah, we'd already had, we had already, we had already had Run DMC and Aerosmith doing Walk This Way. You know, we'd had Aerosmith and Public Enemy doing Bring the Noise. But this was an album of rock and rap. And it was before rock rap became so popular, which I'm not a fan of rock rap. But the reason why I'm not a fan of it is because it's rock bands trying to rap. This was rock and metal bands combined with people that rapped and i thought it just worked very very well you know i wore when i was in high school i wore this cassette out ended up getting it on cd several years later but i still like a lot of the songs on here actually two of them i think two of them i think three of them i still have to this day my my gym playlist i still have them on there you know uh, helmet and house of pain doing just another victim um, Slayer, Nice Tea, doing Disorder, which is c- kind of a it's a three song medley that they do on there, and then Faith No More and Booyah Tribe doing Another Body Murder, still to this day on my gym playlist. But you know, they those weren't the only good songs on here. Yeah, Biohazard and Onyx, Judgment Night, and some of them were not so. I'm, I'm naming a lot of heavier stuff, but you know, you take um, look at some of them on here. The yeah, Sonic Youth and Cypress Hill. I love you, Mary Jane. That was a really good one. Living Color and Run DMC. Me, myself, and my microphone. Yeah, Teenage Club and De La Soul, which of course De La Soul is just legendary in the hip hop world. Um, Therapy and Fatal, Come and Die, great one. Cy- you know, Cypress Hill and Pearl Jam, real thing. Uh, other tracks on here, but still, still like this album a lot. I I don't think I've ever even heard of the movie. Um, it's, you know, it wasn't real. I think the only reason I knew of it is it seems it seems like back in the day when I was in high school, it was on. It was on, and, and maybe I know I didn't see it in the theater, but it seems like I became aware of it because it was on HBO, and I, uh, the music that was in it, I thought was so cool, and I can't even watch. I can't even remember which tracks are actually used in the movie, but I thought it was so cool, and so uh, yeah, I mean, I, I bought it, and as I said, I loved it then, and I and I love it now. With it having bands like a Biohazard on it, does it does it sound dated at all? Um, not really, because by, the Biohazard song is it's is kind of like a well, you know, I don't know if, if you remember what was I don't even remember the Onyx song. They had Onyx had a really big song on MTV. I don't even remember what it was, but Onyx was kind of um. This is going to sound a little bit weird, and I'm not a hip hop person, but Onyx, whatever their hit was back in the day, I don't even remember what it was, but I remember it was a little bit harder edge it was almost like they were kind of a version of what would be hardcore of rap 
and you got a band like Biohazard, which is just really a hardcore band. And I thought it mixed really well, and I think it still does. I think it just kind of sounds like a hardcore song. I'm gonna have to check and, it out uh, in, in the movie. Yeah, and the and the Slater and Ice T one is just it's so so cool. Especially you got to think this was a precursor to Ice T really getting into metal, which you know back then I didn't know that Ice T was a metalhead, which. You know, Ice T, uh, and I think we talked about this a little when I brought up a couple of weeks ago him doing the new body count. He's not somebody that just does. Oh, I'm going to be a, a rap artist that'll go try to do a metal record. No, he he loves metal. He's legit. And I didn't know that back then when this came out. And you know, Slater's one of his favorite bands, I think, of all time. And again, did not know that. Well, um, yeah, I'm going to check that out. I I just never heard of the movie. Sorry about uh, that. Oh, that's fine. All right, so um, my next choice is one if you grew up when we did. There's no way you didn't own this. And uh, Chris, this is on your list as well. Uh, from 1993, Dazed and Confused. And Love. you talk about a soundtrack adding to the movie. So many of the scenes in the movie, the soundtrack is just so pivotal uh, to the scenes. And the music that they picked was perfect to represent that time and uh, the time that they were in in the set, you know, mid to late seventies. And uh, I think it's takes place somewhere outside, outside of Austin, Texas. But I mean, you got Rick Derringer, fog hat, Alice Cooper, black Oak, Arkansas, ZZ top, the runaway sweet war, Leonard Skinner, deep purple kiss, black Sabbath, pretty much most of the uh, very uh, heavy hitter. A lot of the heavy hitters of that time. Um, but, uh, I mean, who can forget the uh, them playing Nazareth's Love Hurts during the uh, dance uh, scene, and then you know Tuesday's Gone, and uh, loves when they played Schools Out when the school ended, and everybody's throwing their books up in the air and everything. Uh -huh. And you know the soundtrack was so big they actually re released another soundtrack called Even More Dazed and Confused that came out uh, after that. I'm pulling that up. It had. Edgar Winter Group, Steve Miller Band, Alice Cooper, War. Yeah, well, no more Mr. Nice Guy. That was yeah. a pivotal scene when he the guy's getting his licks. Yeah. And that's not on the original. Nuh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, uh, Peter Frampton on there uh, twice, and Foghat's on there again. But that was one that everybody had, and that was a movie that uh, I have seen probably more times than I should have watched. Uh, it was big when I was in college. Uh that and uh, oh, the movie Friday. It seemed like somebody in the fraternity house had those two movies on at all time. Yeah, I um, which by the way, mine was always living with live, you know living with our buddy Andy. Mine was always uh, Clerks, Dumb and Dumber, and um, I know this is an odd one. It's the Breakfast Club, and those were the those were the three, especially Clerks. We probably watched that that movie at least 50 times that year. But, um, which probably, that's actually probably a pretty decent soundtrack too. I'm trying to think of some of the songs on that, but this days and confused. Yeah, you're right. I mean, some of the, the, you, you named a few of them where, you know, it's pivotal scenes. Uh, the love hurts one was a big one, you know, Kush by CC top. I remember that was a big scene. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's in rock and roll all night. It, the, paranoid when they're out cruising cruising on the street look great movie backed up by an equally good soundtrack uh what, what did you pick did you pick one to put on a, I, I know i gave you one what'd you pick to put on oh, on a playlist hold on just one second chris i'm pulling it up uh 
let's see here. Because as we're as we're talking about while you're looking at, it, I'll just say you know mine. I think was I think thoughts on the run. I think I may have done a lowrider by War. Uh, that's a good one. Because I was trying to decide. I didn't. I wasn't really going by just off of strictly off of the most pivotal scene. I was going off the songs that I love, and I wanted to go something a little bit different than the complete total mainstream. That's why I went with with the Sweet Fox on the Run. If I hadn't picked that one, it probably would have been the Runaways Cherry Bomb. Another good song, yeah. Yeah, I mean it, the whole. I mean they're all good. Yeah, that's just and. A movie if you grew or kid child of the nineties that uh, that's required watching for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go with one that's a this is a recent one that's come out over the last few years. You know, I guess it's been about you know it's probably been about three years, but it's a movie called The Perks of Being a Wallflower, which again this is one that's gonna fall into one of my absolute favorite movies. I think it's just a, it's a great, great story. I think it's based off of a book, and um, I, I love this movie so much. Highly, highly recommend this movie. Um, it's a, it's more of a serious movie, but it's a touching movie, coming of age movie, all of that. It's really good. Soundtrack, which I will say, this movie, I, I, I'm not, I don't think they say what time, it, what year it's supposed to take place in, but I would say probably the mid to late eighties, I'd say 86, 87 is probably somewhere around there. And, uh, maybe even a little bit earlier, but it's got, it's just got a lot of great tunes on it. It's got, you know, come on a lean is on it. Yeah. Temptation by new order, asleep by the Smiths, which, you know, probably I would imagine that, that this movie probably introduced a lot of people to the Smiths because it plays a very, it plays a very prominent role in this movie. It comes up a couple of times, you know, and we've got the, here's the odd thing about this. I'm naming all these 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 that were from the '80s. You know, you've got Teenage Riot from you know, Sonic Youth, Dear God, XTC, um, the Cocktoo uh, Twins, Pearly Pearly Dew Drops Drops. It's actually hard to say. Pearly Dew Drops Drops. Um, all these '80s songs, but yet you have Cracker Low. And I just wonder, is, is this something that whoever was putting together the score, they just, they slipped and didn't really realize, you know, that this was a 90s band? <laughs> anyway, I think that's kind of odd, because you're listening to all it is, is one eighty song after another, you know it's supposed to take place in the 80s, and then here comes Cracker. And people like me have a problem with it, you know. <laughs> the, the 95% of the normal population is not going to have a problem with it. <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's a great soundtrack. Uh, David Bowie Heroes, that's a... That plays a really, really pivotal scene in the movie. And back to the the, uh, the Cot Two Twins, that's a really cool one. Um, if you've never heard this band, it's a band where basically they were very dreary. A female vocalist, she did not really use lyrics. It was more sounds. Uh, I know it's kind of odd, but cool band. Anyway. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to look at the movie. I've never even heard of it. Man, I think you would like it. I think just about anybody that... I think just about anybody would like it. It's uh, it's one of those that, um, and there's another one that's going to come up that I'm going to do that falls in the same category as they were not real popular movies, but every single person I've referred them to or every single person I've watched this movie with, they love it. Yeah, I'm going to have to maybe check that out after the football tonight. I'm sure. Yeah, it's, it's 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 100% as far as the people that I've, that I've played this for, as far as whether they like it or not. Ah, cool, cool. Well, my, my next one is going to be one that a lot of people forget is a soundtrack, and that's Purple Rain by Prince. 
Um, that's actually the soundtrack to the movie Purple Rain. Oddly enough, I've never seen all of the movie Purple Rain. I, what I've seen of it didn't really do a whole lot for me. But uh, we've talked about it. I'm not going to talk long about this. We've talked about it numerous times in this podcast. But uh, that is a tremendous album, of course, with the song Purple Rain and When Doves Cry and Let's Go Crazy and Take Me With You. All really, really good songs. Uh, it's just a lot of people forget that uh, that, that was a soundtrack. But it was one of the biggest albums of the 80s, one of the biggest albums of all time, to be honest. Yeah, and, and like you, I've never seen all of the movie. Uh, I, I probably should someday, even whether it's good or not, I probably should. But yeah, and, and again, like you, I've always talked about this one a lot, so I won't, spend, I won't spend time on it either. But yeah, Legendary Records sold a ton of copies. And, you know, as I go to my next one, I, I start to think about what I said, you know, 20 minutes or so ago when we first started doing this, that I didn't really put a whole lot into you know, what I thought of the movie. But as I'm sitting here thinking about this, I'm looking at some of these that I've brought up and I realize some of these are, some of these really are my favorite movies. And I think about how much the, the, the score, the music that's in them, how much it means to me and reminds me of these movies. And so now I'm starting to kind of go against what I initially said. I didn't play a big role. Maybe I didn't realize it because I think the few soundtracks that I have bought haven't necessarily been so much that I just, had all the great bands that I loved. It was the movies that I fell in love with and I thought the score fit perfectly. And that leads me to this next one, which is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. She's the one. This is a movie that I just, I fell in love with. I, I think I was, I'm, I'm even trying, I think I had, I think I was early in college, you know, maybe in my, in my freshman year when I saw this movie, it came out, I think in 96. And it had Edward Burns, you know, he, he wrote the movie, starred in the movie, directed the movie, and Edward Burns with this and both, and uh, the Brothers McMullen, he became, you know, just one of my favorites. And the story on this one goes is that Edward Burns had contacted Tom Petty and asked him if he'd be willing to, to, to provide a song for this movie, to, for the soundtrack. Well, he gave, he gave uh, so Edward Burns, when he was doing this, he gave Tom Petty a copy of the movie, which, of course, obviously had not been released yet. Tom Petty liked the movie so much, he contacted the, uh, Edward Burns and said not only would he do a song for it, but he wanted to do the entire soundtrack just because he was so moved by the movie. And um, I get it, you know. I think it's a, I think it's a great, great movie, and soundtrack is just awesome. You know, the, the first song on it, Walls, he still plays the song live. You know, David, you and I saw him few months ago and he played walls which i thought was super cool i wasn't necessarily expecting that one but uh, a lot of good songs on this good soundtrack good movie is california on that one as well it is yes yeah, that's another good song from uh from that soundtrack yeah i remember when it came out that was, i thought that was unusual for him to do an entire uh entire movie that just seemed kind of it seemed kind of out of character for how he you know tends to uh to handle his business affairs, but uh, did you know that was a story though? No, I did not. Uh, uh-uh. so I mean, it makes sense now. Uh, at the time, I'm, I just because I mean that was when Petty was on top of the world, and uh, I just remember thinking it's kind of odd that he's doing a soundtrack. But yeah, I mean, you can't. You know, Walls is a great song to begin with, and I love the song California. Uh, as yeah, well, as well. Yeah, so even when you're watching the movie, you know, just just the the intermental the intermental in instrumental parts which are in the in the film as well 
you know, they're on they're on this soundtrack. And so I mean, he did he did everything. You know, he he literally not just provided a couple of songs for it, but he scored it, which is just I think is super cool. Yeah, it shows how talented he is. Um, so Chris, you cannot have a discussion of movie soundtracks without bringing up a soundtrack that had the king of soundtracks, Kenny Loggins, on it. Top <laughs> Top Gun. You have to you have to mention it. You have to. Uh, of course, Danger Zone, playing with the boys, and then the huge hit by uh, Berlin, take my uh, take my breath away from the uh, the love scene uh, there with uh, Tom Cruise and uh, was it Kelly McGillis? Was that her name? That was, sounds right. Yeah, and uh, also had Lover Boy on there, and uh, the a song that I really liked was the Top Gun anthem, uh, written by Harold uh, Faltermeyer. And somebody I know you're a fan of, you're at least a fan of, do you know who wrote that song with him? No. Mr. Steve Stevens. Of Billy Idol. You mean, do you talking about the, the, the theme song to the movie? Yeah, you know. Da, 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 yeah, Steve Stevens wrote that? Yeah. Or helped co-write? That's yeah. cool. Yeah. I, no, didn't, I didn't know that. Didn't know that until I, um, I was researching it. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, it had the Cheap Trick song, Mighty Wings on there. But Kenny Loggins was all over soundtracks in the 80s. Uh, obviously, I didn't know of Loggins and Messina back then when I was growing up, and I just remember going, "Is this all this guy does? Is soundtracks? I mean, is, <laughs> is he not good enough to do a whole album?" Oh, little did you know what a living he was making off of those soundtracks. Oh yeah, I wish I could just do soundtracks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, we wouldn't have had a complete list if we uh, if we didn't list that one. One of the more uh, popular soundtracks of all time, and fit in great with uh, certain scenes on the movie. Yeah. And I like, I really, I, and I still like that Berlin song. I mean, I like, I like Berlin and, and the, um, the old classic, uh, righteous brothers, you've lost that love and feeling. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a, let's not try to act like we're above that song. That's a good song. It is. It is. You're right. Um, well, I'm going to go with a, uh, a very, a very iconic pivotal eighties movie. And that's pretty in pink. You know, you had um, you had some of the Brat Pack in this. You had Molly Ringwald. You had Andrew McCarthy. You had um, guy I can never think of his name. I just every time I see him, I think of Ducky. You know, with the he's oh, yeah. from uh, Two and a Half Men. What is his name? Cryer, uh, John Cryer. And then you had the ultimate jerk of all jer- jerks, um, Spader, um, James Spader. I just really like the movie. And I like the soundtrack as well. It had a lot of cool 80s songs on it. You know, it had um, OMD, which of course is Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, If You Leave, which, you know, it's, it's a really good band, by the way. They're, they're probably a little bit more synth pop than people realize because that song didn't really have that. That was just kind of their mainstream hit. But really good band. And then The Psychedelic Furs, Pretty in Pink. I, I love The Psychedelic Furs. I love that song. New Order, Shell Shock. You know, it's just the second soundtrack I've done so far that has New Order on it. Uh, Echo and the Bunnymen are on this. The Smiths. It's just a lot of great 80s bands are on this. And it's when I say 80s bands, they're kind of more along the lines of the new wave bands. And, you know, again, great 80s movie, great 80s soundtrack, and it just, it fits. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is total, that's a total 80s movie and, and soundtrack, like you said. 
and does have uh, a lot of those bands that, that came out of that time. And I think you picked the song Pretty in Pink, didn't you, for the uh, I did, playlist? yeah. I mean, what, what are the odds I'm going to pick the most popular and, and the, the name of the movie and everything? But you know what? It's a great song. Yeah, it is. Really, really good song. It is. And just if you grew up when we did, that was one of the movies that uh, – that you've seen, um, especially when you have an older sister. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. If that, which I know you do too, um, and that's uh, that that definitely that that plays into it. Well, we go from one of the more, um, I guess you could say, uh, coming of age movies of the '80s to uh, coming of age movie of the '90s, and uh, I think it's one of the most important soundtracks ever, and that's going to be from the movie Singles. Um, I have that one as well. I, I know. I, I saw that as you had it. I mean, Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, Chris Cornell, Paul Westerberg, uh, The Love Mongers, which is essentially Ann and Nancy Wilson from Heart, Mother Love Bone, Mud Honey, uh, let's see who else, Screaming Trees, Hendrix, and uh, Smashing Pumpkins. I'll be honest with you, I've never seen this movie all the way through. And it, the actual movie has never really appealed to me it played a the soundtrack played a big part in alice in chains popularity with the song wood and then uh dyslexic heart by paul westerberg who was in the replacements i know got a ton of uh, a ton of airplay on that and so did uh chloe dancer crown of thorns by uh mother love bone and the song that i picked to be on it which uh i actually saw these guys one time nearly lost you by the screaming trees but uh I mean, if you're going to make a film in Seattle in the early 90s, they got everybody that you needed. Well, now, with, you, you, where did you, I'm just, we're, we're going to, sorry folks, we're going to kind of divert here. Um, where did you see the Screaming Trees? I didn't know this. I saw them uh, on, in Lollapalooza 1996. It was Metallica, Soundgarden, Rage Against the Machine, Screaming Trees. Oh gosh, Waylon Jennings was it was odd for some reason. James Hetfield uh, requested him, and uh, Rancid, the band Rancid. Yeah, so I saw the Screaming Trees. Okay, yeah, because you know the Screaming Trees were one of my when I was growing up. They were probably one of my favorites of the Seattle bands, and uh, yeah, I love that song. And you know, here's what I'll say about the the, the movie. When I I went when I, I want to say I was. Maybe 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 ninth grade when I saw this movie, and I went with three or four of my friends. And what I will say about this is, this is not a movie that you're that uh, say a fourteen year old needs to watch because they're just not going to get it. They're not going to relate. And if I'm to be if I'm being completely honest, we were bored to tears with it. And you know, a girl I dated one time, yeah, not this was a couple years ago. We, got, we started talking about, I don't know, we were talking about music and all, and somehow this came up, and she was talking about the soundtrack, and I was like, hey, great movie, too. And and I'm thinking, that movie kind of sucked. <laughs> you know, and, I'm, and I remember how it was when I was about 14 years old. And so I went back and I watched it, and it is good. You know, it's kind of like I think back when I watched, um, what's, what's the uh, Say Anything with John Cusack? You know, the first time I saw that, I was... And I was 87. I was probably 10 years old. That just didn't do it for me. I was, again, bored to tears. And now I own the movie. I love the movie. So there's just certain movies that come out that, 
you just can't get at a certain age. And this was one of them, but it's one that I would say, give it a chance now. Uh, Cameron Crowe did this movie, which is, he also did Almost Famous and Jerry Maguire. And he's kind of, I guess, he put he has good soundtracks to his movies because, well, the guy wrote for Rolling Stone. He was a, uh, he's a music guy. And he was married to Nancy and, Wilson for a long time. To he was married to Nancy Wilson for a long time. I think time. I've heard, yeah, I've heard that before. She, I forgot she about wrote, that. She actually wrote a lot of the music on um, uh, Almost Famous. Anyway, go back to you. Okay. Well, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of great songs on here. You mentioned Wood by Allison Chains. That that and Angry Chair, probably my two favorite Allison Chains songs. Um, Dix, uh, Dyslexic Heart, I, I do love that. I think the first this was on the debut. I believe this was the debut Paul Westerberg solo record as well. And his first his first two albums were just great. As as in addition to uh, Come Feel Me Tremble, which came out a few years later, he's put out some good solo albums. But those are really good. The, the Mother Love Bone, Chloe Dancer, Crown of Thorns is just such a good song, and that was my pick on here. So um, yeah, I, yeah, we're we're on the same page on this one. Yeah, soundtrack in my opinion though. I, well, I, I can't say that I didn't. I, like I said, I haven't seen it all the way through. But to me, the soundtrack seemed to outshine the movie. I think you'd appreciate the movie more now if you watch it because I think you're probably you're, you're probably falling in that same boat that I do or, or that I did that you just can't relate at a certain age. Okay, I'll give it a shot. All right, you're up. Um, let's see here. This one's going to be a left of center pick, but. Uh, the music added a lot to the movie, and it's one of my favorite movies. That's going to be the soundtrack to Oh Brother, War Art Thou? Uh, George Clooney movie. I actually filmed about five, a lot of it filmed about five or six miles from where I live right now. But uh, this one had some uh, old uh, spiritual songs redone by people like uh, Alison Krauss. And, of course, you had the uh, I'm a Man of Constant Sorrow that the quote-unquote Soggy Bottom Boys from the movie did but uh down to the river and pray by allison kraus amazing song uh i'll fly away on there was really good but uh, i'm a man of constant sorrow was the one that kept this one on the charts uh for a long time so if you like folk music or uh, i don't really know if you call it country but uh kind of maybe some folk folk bluegrass folk bluegrass uh renditions of uh old hymns and things like that then uh, you're going to enjoy this. But uh, the music to me added a lot uh, to the movie, and the song I'm a Man of Constant Sorrow kind of played a central role in the film. So anyway, I know that one's uh, a little left of center, but nonetheless, it's uh, it's good good to listen to. If anybody's listening to us, they've listened to us more than one time, they know we don't stick to one particular sound. and We don't, we don't, stay, <laughs> we don't stay with the norm, so breaking from that, that is the norm here. Right. So, so, so get used to it. Um, all right. My next one is the, I said there was another movie that was worse person being a wallflower that I said is, is actually every single person that I've played this for. They've liked the movie, but again, not that many people have heard of it. And those that have heard it, haven't seen it. And it's a movie called Adventureland. And, you know, it's actually got a decent cast in it. It's got um, Jesse Eisenberg, which was in the Facebook movie, Kristen Stewart. It's got, um, I can't even think of their names right now, a couple of people from SNL. Um, well, Kristen Wiig is one of them. Uh, James Hader, that's the other. You've got um, Ron Reynolds. 
So there's a lot of people that are in this movie. And some people that did Superbad or the director is the same one who did Superbad. And this again kind of falls around that same time frame as um, as Percy being a Wallflower. I'd say '87 ish, something like that. And the soundtrack is just filled with really good songs on it. You've got uh, Lou Reed, Satellite of Love, David Bowie, Modern Love, Big Star, I'm in Love with a Girl, The Cure, Just Like Heaven, NXS, Don't Change, which is probably my favorite NXS song. You know, we've talked before about Crowded House, how much I love that first record. You have Don't Dream It's Over, The New York Dolls, Looking for a Kiss, uh, don't want to uh, don't want to know if you're lonely by Husker Du, which I put as one of my favorite songs of all time. That episode that David and I did, and Pale Blue Eyes by the Velvet Underground. I mean, it just goes on, and it's just loaded. And it's even got a little bit more of your kind of your corny '80s song, Falco, Rock Me on a Deus, and a song that's not in this movie, which was and I mean that's not in this soundtrack, which was in the movie was uh, Judas Priest, uh, I think, I believe it was Breaking the Wall. Mm. So it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it's loaded. Loaded with that time frame, and just great, great tunes. And soundtrack that people don't know of, which is kind of a perfect mix. I'll tell you another one, uh, The Outfield, Your Love. You probably remember that one. Uh-huh. Big hit. And um, you know, this is definitely not one of those soundtracks where people made a song for the soundtrack. This was just, they put together the great songs of that time frame. And uh, great soundtrack, an even better movie. I wonder if there was some type of conflict between Priest and, uh, I guess, their record company and maybe who the company that's actually putting out the soundtrack. I don't know. I mean, it's possible, you know, but uh, it's definitely possible. But I'll say that of the songs that are on here, it's uh, it's the only metal song. Maybe they just didn't think it fit. I don't know. Who who knows? That's true. Uh, I guess if we were coming up with a soundtrack, you and I, for something, it wouldn't be unusual for it to have Big Star and uh, Judas Priest in it. No, it wouldn't. And, <laughs> and I've and I, you know I've thought before about this. this is kind of, well, I'm kind of drifting off the subject here, but I've, I don't know if you ever thought about this, but I've I've thought so much in the in the past about how cool it'd be to kind of to be able to put together the soundtracks for for different movies, you know. And every now and then I'll hear a certain song, and I'm like wow, that would fit so well. I, for example, there's there's a song that's um, on the second disc of Hank Three Straight to Hell. That's just dark, just eerie sounding song. I was like, man, I'd put that as an intro, as, as the opening credits are coming on for a horror movie. And uh, I don't know. I just I think that way. I mean, we're music dorks people. That's the way our brains work. So <laughs> yeah, you, I apologize. You, you would have to have an unlimited. I would have to have an unlimited budget uh, <laughs> to do it. All right, so. Um, when we were uh, talking about doing this podcast, I reached out to two other fellow podcasters, uh, uh, a former guest host of this one, Sonny Pooney from the Growing Up Rock podcast, and Steve from the Potter Than Hell podcast, and asked them uh, what was their favorite uh, movie soundtrack, and I uh, thought it was pretty interesting. They both said the same uh, the same movie. It was uh, a movie with Mark Wahlberg in it called Rockstar, which I think was loosely based on... Tim the Ripper Owens taking over yes. for Rob Halford and Judas Priest. Uh, of note, uh, I was reading up on it, Miles Kennedy of Alter Bridge and Slash's band uh, was in the film. The uh, Wahlberg's vocals were um, voiced by the lead singer of Steelheart, 
And I'm going to be honest, I've never heard anybody pronounce the lead singer of Steelheart's name, and so I'm not even going to attempt because uh, I will butcher it. And then uh, Jeff Scott Soto, Jeff Scott Soto, voiced the uh, singer that replaced Wahlberg's character in the movie. So uh, you have some songs by quote unquote Steel Dragon, who were the the featured band, um, and then you have Bon Jovi "Living on a Prayer," "Kiss," "Lick It Up." A uh, really good song I love by Rainbow, Long Live Rock and Roll, Devil Inside by NXS, uh, Colorful by The Verve Pipe. But uh, if you're kind of a hard rock guy, especially kind of a melodic rock guy, uh, this is a, a, a soundtrack that uh, you're going to like. I just thought it was interesting that I sent both of them a text and both of them immediately responded with uh, the same thing. So uh, I guess their tastes are uh, in sync. Yes, and that's you know that, that as you, I'm not familiar with the I've seen the, I saw the movie one time you know back around the time it came out, and I knew the the vocalists that are in that movie like what you're talking about with the Steelheart singer and and Soto, but I um, haven't given it a whole lot of thought since then, and as your name and some of these other artists that are in it, it does sound like it's really good and somebody, something I need to go back and listen to. I mean, I need to check that one out. Yeah, I don't remember the movie being that great, but. You know, I, I don't. I really don't remember much about it to give her that much of opinion. Maybe that tells you everything you need to know. I, I don't know. <laughs> right. But um, I'm going to go with one that for the next one that kind of fits along the lines of um of of days and confused, but it a little bit more covers more decades, and that's Forrest Gump. This fits in. This falls into one of those ones where I don't own the album. But I, like anybody else, I've, I've seen this movie so many times, you, you can't help but see it because it's it's always on TV. And it's just, it's it's such a good one as far as just going from, I guess, 50s all the way in into the 80s. Just, it covers so many different songs. And, and um, you know, I look on them and I look at the, I look at the playlist. You've got, um, you know, starting with Elvis's Hound Dog. Credence, Fortunate Son, which of course happens, of course, the, the time they play that is during the Vietnam War because Credence Clearwater Revival is, you know, they are the Vietnam War soundtrack, basically. Um, Sloop John B, the Beach Boys, maybe the best thing that they've ever done. You know, uh, you've got Mrs. Robinson by Simon and Garfunkel, Let's Get Together, The Young Bloods, San Francisco by Scott McKenzie, Turn, 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 The Birds. This is it's just a really, really good soundtrack to what is a um, I know it's a big blockbuster movie, and I know I'm supposed to not not like big blockbuster big blockbuster movies, but I'm sorry, I do like it, and it's really it's it's a really good movie, and I think it's a really good soundtrack. Completely agree with this pick. Um, I had it kind of on my alternate list. Um, was going to mention it uh, if you didn't, but yeah, you talk about a, a movie that the songs are perfectly placed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that you couldn't draw it up any better than that. Yeah, Jenny, uh, her whole <laughs> hippie thing, and she's you got you got stuff like like you know, Young Bloods and Mackenzie playing. I mean, it just fits perfect. And then, as I said, Fortunate Son when Forrest Gump's in war. Yeah, and then and then what is it? Uh, Run on an empty by Jackson Brown right. when he's running. Right. It does. It really. Whoever put this together did a really really good job. Well, the next one I'm going to go with uh, out of the, my last two that I saved are probably my two favorite movies that uh, I'm going to talk about today. And the first one is going to be Almost Famous, the uh, Cameron Crow 
uh, directed movie uh, also based loosely on Cameron Crowe. Uh, ironically enough, with uh, Kate Hudson in it, it was kind of one of the films that uh, made her uh, kind of a household name. I, I can't think of maybe a better scene in a movie that ties the movie in with the music perfectly than the uh, bus scene of where they're singing Tiny Dancer by Elton John. I agree with that. Just that alone is worth watching um, the movie. But one of the things that I thought is interesting is, you know, they were a fictional band called Stillwater. And uh, Nancy Wilson, who at the time was, you know, a, who's an amazing guitar player, by the way, uh, was married to Cameron Crowe. She helped write the song Fever Dog, which was the song that uh, kind of the, the big hit that Stillwater had in the movie, which is actually a good song. Um, it's on the soundtrack. But you've got uh, One Way Out by the Almond Brothers. And uh, you got Simon and Garfunkel, The Who. Yes, the Beach Boys, Rod Stewart, uh, Zeppelin, David Bowie, Cat Stevens. It's kind of all over the place. But for music nerds, that is just a fun, <coughs> excuse me, a really fun movie to watch. Um, I think I would have loved to have been the lead character uh, in that movie um, an awful lot. But uh, one where the music is in there uh, perfectly and also... Uh, another song that I forgot to mention, and I actually, uh, this was my pick from this for the playlist, is uh, Something in the Air by Thunderclap Newman. I love that song. Tom Petty uh, covers that as well, um, so if you can get your hands on that. But uh, one of the, uh, m maybe my favorite music-based uh, movie of all time, if I, had, if I had to rank them. Yeah, you know, and I haven't seen that movie in years. I need to watch that again. But even though I haven't seen it in years, when I say years, uh, it's probably been since it was first released on, uh, on, on well, DVD at the time. And that was probably the, that was probably the last time I saw it. And and I, it's it's not that it's been that long because I didn't enjoy it. I did. I just, you know, haven't really thought about it since then. But I should watch that again. Well, I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm going to go with one, the movie that uh, I think most anybody who, you know, kind of grew up through the 80s, they probably loved this movie like I did, and that's The Lost Boys. And I think that it had, I think there's a lot of good songs on it that, that still to this day I love. You know, the the NXS song, the one with uh, Jimmy Barnes, and I'm really not sure to this day who Jimmy Barnes is, but good times <laughs> on it. It's a great song. Yeah. Uh, Echo and the Bunnymen doing People Are Strange. They didn't change it up really at all. I mean, there's not a lot of difference between their version and the Doors, but it's it's a good tune. And then you've got Roger Daltrey doing Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Yeah, I still believe, which I, I still think of that long-haired, muscle-bound freak playing the uh, saxophone. On that scene, that was really cool. And then, you know, Cry Little Sister is just iconic. I mean, there is, there is a song that fits a movie right there. Yes, and uh, Ellie Guns uh, did a great cover of that song, if, if you can uh, find that. I think, you know, I have heard that. It's been a long time since I've heard that, and I do want to go back and see if I can find that. And I forgot about that until you just mentioned it. Yeah, that Cry Little Sister, uh, that... Uh, that's a great song. Um, yeah. No tonight. Very, very, uh, very, very eerie, but uh, uh, a good song. When you hear that, yeah, that, that just kind of that little sound they have. I don't, I don't know what that is, whatever that noise is that comes in. I don't want to say drum beat, but you know what I'm talking about. Right. 
right, yeah. right, just right at the beginning. It just keeps going on. It's just, it's, and you're right. It's creepy. It, it's, it's just so good. And it's got, you know, it's got the big chorus and everything. It's just everything uh, that makes a, a good song back in that day. Uh, the Lost Ball soundtrack was definitely, uh, was definitely a big hit. As was the movie. I mean, it had a lot of, uh, had a lot of people in it. And, and here's the thing. It, like the Goonies, if the Goonies or Lost Boys are on, can you turn them? No, I can't. I'd say the Lost Boy, the Go- Lost Boys, the Goonies, and Stand by Me. If I flip, I'm done flipping. If I run across one of those, right? The Goonies, <laughs> Goonies is awesome. I recently got it on, uh, got it on Blu-ray so that I can watch it uh, whenever I want to. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, Cindy Lauper, great tune in there. Yeah. All right, so my last pick is uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. It's in my top five, and that is uh, the soundtrack to The Departed. If you remember, uh, this movie came out, it had everybody in it. Alec Baldwin, Mark Wahlberg, Matt Damon, Leonardo DiCaprio, Martin Sheen, Jack Nicholson in one of his, I think, one of his greatest roles ever. It had an amazing soundtrack. Uh, Of note was... uh, the song Comfortably Numb, and it is not Pink Floyd that is playing the song. It is uh, Roger Waters when he performed The Wall at the Berlin Wall when it came down. And so it's Roger Waters performing Comfortably Numb with Van Morrison and uh, LaVon Helm um, from the band who recently passed. Another great, one of my favorite Stone songs. It's a song. I'm sorry? I didn't say anything. Okay. One of my favorite Stone songs, it's a song I know you don't like, but it's off of uh, <clears throat> Exile on Main Street, Let It Loose. And then, of course, uh, the second appearance of the Almond Brothers, One Way Out. And then uh, Baby Blue by Badfinger, which uh, if you're a fan of Breaking Bad, you know what that song is. Um, and then the Dropkick Murphys, I'm Shipping Up to Boston. I think that was the song that came out of that that was really... Uh, a hit but uh, if you haven't seen the departed you need to go watch it it's one of the greatest movies ever made and the soundtrack the the songs they fit perfectly into the scenes whoever uh, put that together definitely knew what they were doing and uh i just you need to go watch the movie if you've never seen it yeah scorsese he obviously has somebody that knows what they're what they're doing when it comes to that with his as far as putting his his uh soundtracks together scoring these films because uh yeah, Goodfellas also had great tunes on it, and and you know a lot of the songs I don't remember on this movie. I love the movie just like you do. I own the movie. You know, shipping up to Boston, I, I do love the Dropkick Murphys, and you know most seems like, it seems like most of any iconic uh, Scorsese movie is going to have the Stones in it. Oh yeah, you know he uh, directed that uh, Shine a Light concert yeah. mm-hmm. from uh, the Beacon. Well, I'm going to go with, um, I'll just wrap this up since you said that was your last one. I've really got, I've got three, but, but, uh, two of them I'm going to put into one because that's the way they kind of belong. But this one I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the, uh, soundtrack to the movie, The Crow. This was one, you know, again, movie came out when I was in high school and a lot of the songs that are on it, I still love the, the song I told you to put on the playlist, Burn by The Cure. I think it's perfect that they put that song on this album and not on one of their own because to me it just all it's just always felt a little bit different than stuff that's on their album. It's uh, I know the cure is the cure is dark, but this song is a different kind of dark. It's just uh, I don't know. It, it's hard to describe. If you're not a Cure fan, you're not going to even understand what I'm talking about. But there's the only time Cure has kind of elements of pop. There's nothing poppy about this. 
it's dark and it fits a movie that, you know, I don't know if you ever see, I mean, there's hardly any light in the movie. I mean, the whole thing's basically dark to fit with just the, um, to fit with the storyline, dark storyline. But that, I always loved that one. The, um, Machines of Love and Grace song on it was, was awesome. Helmet Miltos, which is also, that song's also on Hel- uh, Helmet's album, uh, Betty, which is a really cool, really cool album, really cool band. I love Helmet. They were on our favorite, our favorite trios. I picked them. Pantera, The Bads. It's a great, I don't know, it's a cover song and I can never remember who it's from, but it is an old, old punk band. For Love Not Lisa, that's a band that because of this, because of this soundtrack, I bought a couple of uh, For Love Not Lisa albums, and I still like those albums. They're kind of like a, um, they're kind of like a, I'd say similar to Helmet, but a lot of cool tunes on this, dark songs on it. You know, the, the, I thought it had to, just the way they closed the soundtrack. I thought was really really cool. Her name is uh, Jane Sudbury. I guess how you say it. It can't rain. It, it can't rain all the time, which I thought was, you know, just this of all these kind of a little bit more aggressive. A lot of times boarding on metal, grunge, industrial type songs. The last song is just this dark, slow, dreary song. Um, good album, good movie. And then the last two where I said they need to kind of go together. They're technically considered soundtracks, but I have a hard time just looking at them as just soundtracks. And that's The Beatles' Help and Magical Mystery Tour. You know, I won't spend a whole lot of time on them because I just don't know that they really necessarily fit, but they are considered soundtracks, and I love both these albums. I look at them more as Beatles albums, not as a soundtrack. I've never seen these movies. I probably never will see these movies, just like I'm not going to go rush to watch a bunch of Elvis movies. And that's mine. Yeah, so Magical Mystery Tour um, had Strawberry Fields Forever on it. And yeah. um, then help did help Penny Lane as well. Did help have he, did help have Hello Goodbye on it? No, it did not. Okay. Um, it, it did not have Hello Goodbye. That, that actually that's on Magical Mystery. Hello Goodbye is on Magical Mystery. Okay. Magical Mystery had had it had Hello Goodbye. It had Penny Lane, and it had Strawberry Fields Forever. And then help had obviously help. <laughs> You've got to hide your love away. Um, yesterday. And the song that I picked, which is I've Just Seen a Face, which is, you know, up there as far as favorite Beatles songs for me, at least for the McCartney Beatles songs. Speaking of You've Got to Hide Your Love Away, um, a couple of cover versions that are fantastic. Vetter and Grubby. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie Vetter uh, does a tremendous version of that. Oasis does a great version of that. I have not heard theirs. And then... Um, You'll find it on their cover album. Enough's enough. Does one in studio with Howard Stern that is phenomenal. It's crazy how many people cover that song. It seems to really be like the Rockers, one of their favorites. Because you know John Karabi, they covered it on. They covered it on a Union live album. Live at the Galaxy. And then he also plays it. I believe he plays it on that album that came out a couple of years ago, which is just a kind of an unplugged album. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just it's. I think it's very easy to play. And it just has a kind of a cool, it's a cool song. Like it, it's something I can see you playing if you're sitting around a campfire or you're sitting on your back porch drinking beer with your buddies, you know? Yeah. It's, but it's, I mean, both of these albums have a ton of great Beatles songs, but you know, again, it's, it's kind of like, you know, an Elvis song. Or, I mean, an Elvis movie and all that. It, I don't know. 
it's they fit they they technically fit but it doesn't it almost doesn't feel right including them but i had to because they are considered soundtracks and then one other i would just say is kind of an honorable mention as far as a newer movie would be um i think it's a decent soundtrack it's crazy heart with jeff bridges you know which is a really really good movie and you have you have ron bingham in there town fans Ant, lightning hop hopkins and jeff bridges surprisingly i mean he sings a lot of the songs on it and um he pulls it off well i don't feel bad about um including the beatles things it's our uh, it's our podcast we make the rules oh yeah you're right and you did include prince you know purple right. rain which you know that again that kind of falls along the the beatles and the and elvis doing a movie right i guess the <laughs> although, uh, I th- although i think purple rain is probably considered a little bit more of a serious and probably a little bit more appreciated movie than a beatles movie all right, so we make it through the movie soundtrack podcast, and neither one of us listed Kiss Phantom of the was it Phantom of the Op, Phantom of the Park or something. I think it's Phantom of the Park, and I'm thinking the same. I, I was actually thinking that when I was thinking the Beatles, and all, thinking how that, that's yet another one that kind of falls into that category. But, oh you know, man, that is is that bad? It, it, you know, I, I've never seen any of it, um, and in my defense, it's. Uh, you know, I'm not really much of a Kiss fan. I don't hate them, and I think they have some good tunes. But to, uh, I, to quote uh, Butthead from an episode, uh, "These effects ain't so special, Beavis." <laughs> um, I, and I'm looking at one other one too. I just as I was kind of looking through some of this stuff, like, there's something that I completely forgot about. That's kind of uh, one that's going to really completely fly under the radar. And I didn't put this as one of my favorites, but it's worth mentioning. This is one I've never seen the movie, and I don't know how I knew of the soundtrack, but when I was in high school, I did, and I bought it, and I loved it. And that's Escape from L.A. with uh, Kurt Russell. You've got Tool Sweat, which was on their first, that EP they did, that first one they came out. You have a, a White Zombie song, Toadies, Butthole Surfers, uh, Gravity Kills, Ministry, Clutch, uh, the Deftones, that, you know, Deftones Can't Even Breathe is a really, really good song. But that's one I just completely forgot about. But that's actually a really strong soundtrack. I, I would imagine it's probably a pretty horrible movie, but I don't know about it. <laughs> well, maybe we've sold some movies and, and sold a few uh, soundtracks this week, and we might not have. Uh, we have probably agitated uh, some uh, movie stars if they happen to be listening. But if they do, let us know uh, you're listening, and we'll uh, we'll say something positive about you next time. So uh, that's going to conclude this program. And like I said, go to Twitter, follow us at Digital Kill and Instagram, Digital Kill the Radio Star. Please subscribe to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or on SoundCloud. Follow us on Facebook and uh, leave us a five star uh, review. And uh, next next time somebody leaves us one, we uh, we just might read it on the air and uh, give you some credit for it. Chris, uh, we got a big a, a big one planned for next week. I'm uh, I'm really excited, and I think. Uh, most of the people that listen to uh, this podcast are really going to enjoy, uh, hopefully, what uh, what we have uh, scheduled and confirmed. So, yeah, we're trying something a little bit different. You know, we're gonna we're gonna interview somebody. You know, and some of you, you know, you're a music fan, so you're you're not gonna know who this person is, and that's 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 fine. Maybe we'll introduce you to somebody that was great that should have been huge. I mean, that's the way we feel about them. Yeah, and. Um, you know, it's one that we're fired up for, not just because, oh, wow, we're finally going to get to do it. You know, we're going to get to interview somebody. I mean, that's cool and all, but what's really cool is we're going to get to interview somebody that we really, really, 
loved. You know, as you know, as I'd say early to mid teenagers, we loved his music, and I still do. Yeah, I do too. And we've already met this person once, and uh, could not be nicer. So uh, stay tuned for that. We're, we're not recording that until late Saturday, Sunday, next Sunday afternoon. So I may it may actually be <clears throat> Monday night or Tuesday before I get uh, put that online. Oh, also uh, forgot to mention this week. Actually, last week I recorded it. They're going to uh, drop it. I think Tuesday night. I recorded an episode of the Decibel Geek podcast with Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro. This is something I've really been looking forward to. And uh, they have a, uh, a theme show called Radio Sucks. And so uh, I got to pick 10 songs, talk about why I wanted to include them on the playlist. And uh, we talked about those artists as well. And I had a really good time. Uh, this is really big for us because uh, the Decibel Geek has uh, a very massive... Uh, loyal listener base and so uh hopefully i didn't embarrass myself i don't think i did i think it came off well but that's going to drop uh tuesday night and uh thanks again to chris Sinzak and aaron camaro for uh having me on there and letting me do that and i will post a link to that on all of our social media pages uh when that happens but uh if you could it'd mean a lot if you if you listen to it and uh let us know. Uh, let us know how I did. I, like I said, I had a lot of fun doing it, and uh, I think it turned out well. Uh, I may be more critical of myself once I hear it because I haven't heard the uh, finished product yet. But anyway, uh, Chris, I hope you have a good week, and uh, Chris and I will be together uh, the next time you hear from us. So uh, have a good week, everyone. <laughs>